Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Kate Zynard. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the beauty of basics with a very special guest, Adriana of Hey June Handmade. Adriana, we are so, so, so excited to have you on the show today. We will each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask everyone to share something too. But we, before we get started, how's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, managed to not do any sewing over the weekend, but I did some sewing last week, so I'm not in too bad a shape. And Meg, you're, you're full steam with work sewing things, uh, right? Yeah, well, I didn't do any sew because I was... My weekend was like a f- sewing film sandwich because I filmed <laughs> <laughs> on Friday and then I'm filming. Uh, we're recording today. It's Monday. Oh, man. I wish it was already this Friday because I'm exhausted, but it's, it's been super fun. Um, yeah, but over the weekend, I kind of I was going to do some sewing, but I decided to go to my friend's pool instead and have a margarita. So I think that, that helped. <laughs> But I wore a me made bathing suit, which was always, always good. So, yeah. Nice. How are you, Adriana? How are you doing? How's, how's your weekend? Actually, I'm just sitting here like a deer in the headlights because I'm so impressed. You guys remember what you did two days ago? Oh, Oh, geez. I was like, wait, what did I do this week? (laughs) Sometimes I have to make notes. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Because I know we're going to talk about the weekend and Uh, get a refresh my memory. Our very favorite. Well, I shouldn't say that. Hopefully no one else listens to this in my neighborhood, but our very favorite neighbors <laughs> right next door are moving, which is really sad, Aww, but they're giving oh us no. their play set. So <gasps> we cleared a spot in the yard. It was very Grapes of Wrath. And then we <laughs> used a big tractor to lift up the entire thing and all the wow. neighbors got, got involved. So that was, we did do that. I remember oh, that's that. That's fun. <laughs> that's that a big project. Epic. It was yeah. fun. Well, very cool. How about you, Amanda? What are your notes saying? Oh my gosh. I wish I could forget this weekend existed. I've been sick on the oh, couch. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'm not very good at sitting still. So it's always a good lesson when I just kind of have to. I did get caught up on the Umbrella Society, so um, which I think we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week. Might have not been on the show, but we were talking about was, all yeah. of the... The, all of the awesome um, kind of period clothing inspiration, mm. and I'm definitely feeling it. So, right? Did yeah. you make it to season two to see all those? I just started season two. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm You're so lucky it. you didn't have to wait between season one and season two. That was I a really, hard really wait. am. I really <laughs> am. I'm loving it. Um, well, shall we hop into our first yeah. segment? I'm yeah, kind of dying to talk about basics. All right. Well. I, for one, am happy to see that basics have become important in home sewing. Um, when I was growing up and kind of learning how to sew, um, it was all about the special occasions and the mm-hmm. dresses. And, you know, no one talked about sewing jeans. Um, just never crossed my mind until like a couple of years ago, honestly. Um, but there's been a pretty big shift in recent years um, with a focus more on wearable everyday wardrobe. And I'm loving that. Um, And I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. Um, But Adriana, I just wanted to say first, before we kind of dig in, you've had a really big summer of new pattern releases. (laughs) Um, You had the Greer, 
the Seaforth yes. pants and the Vero beach set. So just wanted to start there and say, congratulations. I feel like you were busy. Thanks. Um, I was definitely busy, but I think it's also a little bit of a misconception because what actually happened is that I got pushed back a little bit because of COVID and my kids mm. all coming home right in March. Um, so the work was still continuing, but testing was pushed back. And then when I started testing, testers had a hard time finding fabric. Oh, right. So totally. I, think, I think it was the Greer that testing extended another couple weeks. So basically everything just kind of dogpiled. So it wasn't so much like work, work, work. It was just everything got piled on. And I really wanted to get the Vero Beach out while there was still some warm weather. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love that set. Like the idea of a woven pullover is just so superb and awesome. Love it so, so much. <laughs> um well, let's let's do dive in because I know Adriana from following you and knowing a little bit about um, your design perspective, just seeing your collection and kind of reviewing it again in advance of this conversation that you are a big, big supporter of basics. Um, so question for you and question for the whole group. Why do you love sewing basics so much? I was I was thinking about this question and I think it just goes back to the very beginning of my sewing journey. Um, I think I just approached sewing as something that should be practical from day one. And it never occurred to me that people were sewing so that they could create things that they couldn't buy in stores, which mm. kind of looking back and mm-hmm. kind of thinking about that seems really silly to me now. Like, of course you would want to sew the things that you can't buy. And I was all like, I want to sew the things that look like they're from Target. So (laughs) I don't know where that mentality came from, although it's very fitting for my personality. Um, But from day one, I I kept thinking, okay, I want to learn how to sew. My mom helped me um, go buy like a big four A-line skirt just to get started. And I kept looking through the patterns and I was like, I would never wear any of these in everyday life. I was like, well, where are the knit tees? And there were a couple knit tees, but they kind of had, I don't want to say retro, but just kind of the fit wasn't what was in style at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, that's not how a t-shirt would fit that you would buy from a store. So that's actually how I got started designing patterns is I was like, we need patterns that look like the clothes that we wear. And that's why my first one was a raglan tee and the second one was a sudden sleeve tee with a v-neck or a scoop neck because I just hadn't seen those things out there for general consumption yet so for me it really started from day one and it took me a long time to realize that I was people sewed for different reasons and I was probably in the minority (laughs) (laughs) yeah I wonder if you know, big four pattern companies at that time were just thinking, well, if people are going to sew, they want to sew something that looks really special and different from what you mm-hmm. could find in the store. Whereas you were on the other end of the spectrum wanting to sew those things um, because you knew you would wear them and love them. Um, so is it is it particularly rewarding to sew basics, do you guys think? I really love sewing basics. I I'm a lot... Um, like you were saying in your little intro, um, I, when I first started sewing, of course, when I first started sewing, I was sewing costumes. So that was very much about sewing things you couldn't find in stores. But when I thought about sewing for myself, it really did tend to be, you know, if you're going to put the effort in, 
Um, mm-hmm. So something that's like special, right? And once I ended up here at Sew News and started looking at sewing things that were maybe something that you would just wear every day, I discovered oh my gosh, I can spend some time working on something and then I can wear it a lot instead of looking for an opportunity to wear it. I am sold. Right. Yeah, totally. I love sewing basics now. Yeah, because for me, I like a twist on a basics. Like Mm -hmm. I like like a basic, you know, white shirt for me would have like lime green top stitching or like a lime green like neck band or something. So it's kind of like a bit of both, but definitely got into sewing with like, you know, those special occasion, like, a you know, you think of when your mom makes you like the prom dress and like that it's like, I remember when I started to sew, you know, all those different things and being shopping and looking inside garments in my closet being like, I can totally make this too. And yeah, but I love making them now, especially just putting a little twist on it Mm because I love like just like that unique basics too, where it's still like you can't get it in store, but it's still like super wearable. And they come to, and they're pretty usually, well, not like jeans and stuff, but like knit tops and stuff, like they're so easy and fast and you can wear them. Like you actually wear them again and again, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Basics definitely speak to my practical side, Yeah, um, which I think, I don't know, really sounds so boring, but I think it really like ignited something in me when I, when I started sewing them and when I kind of came back to sewing. And I think I had a similar realization, Kate, that like, you know, people are sewing stuff that they can wear every day. And that was, I don't know, that really, that really spoke to me and reignited my love for sewing. But honestly, I do think that, um, this sounds really silly, but (laughs) I feel like whenever, especially when I was buying ready to wear, like whenever I had a favorite thing, I was scared to wear it because I was scared I was going to ruin it somehow, like (laughs) either being a messy eater or getting Mm -hmm. like a rip in it or, and I would kind of like, parcel it out and and try to um you know not wear it every day and now I I just feel with sewing like I I don't know I don't want to be I'm not careless with my clothes and I definitely take good care of them but I also like that pressure has gone a little bit because I can I could recreate something if I needed to you know if disaster were to strike or my kids were to give me like a catch-up hug or something which (laughs) definitely is a thing and it happens so for that reason yeah I I love sewing basics I give myself those hugs all the time oh my gosh (laughs) coffee ketchup oh everything yeah I'm a magnet (laughs) I really like that you're talking about kind of the freedom that comes from being mm-hmm. able to sew your own basics. Totally. Cause I think that is a really big part of it. And there's different elements to that freedom too. Like I think about freedom from buying any ready to wear, mm-hmm. um, freedom from supporting sweatshops, you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. fast fashion. And you can't fully remove yourself from that equation without being able to sew a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so no I think that there's so much. No issue tag. <laughs> I mean, that's actually the a really big deal because I have a, a daughter who has sensory issues. Oh. And I mean, that's a huge, that's another yeah. huge element of mm-hmm. freedom that's involved with being able to sew that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. Like, even you cut those tags out, there's still some pokey bits. Yes, and then you can hand them down. You have to like, to- my mom always gets them uh, to, I have to get my stitch ripper out and then like research the scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you all, but I definitely feel like s- patterns, garments really um, on the simple side it's actually kind of complicated why something is your favorite. You know, it's got that your favorite neckline shape, your favorite Mm -hmm. ratio of sleeve length. You know, it's actually, Mm -hmm. I feel like because there are less design elements to kind of um, to work with that each of those decisions become um, and each of those elements become even more important. Um, And so that led me to think about Kind of how do you how do you find the right basics for yourself? Do you go about researching it? Meg, I was thinking about the work that you did recently comparing the three different skirt mm-hmm. patterns. Um, do you guys have thoughts on that? Um, you know, for me, I kind of have an idea of the kind of look that I like. Um, and then I just look for things that kind of fit that mold and kind of make my decisions based on, you know, does this look like it's going to be roomy enough around the rib cage? Does it have, is it, you know, not too tight around the hips because I have very flared hips and um, those various things. It's, it's mostly for me, it's mostly find something that looks like I might like it, then try it and find out if I do. A lot of trial and error for me. Uh Yeah, I would, say the same thing as Kate like I think it's probably the same as kind of when you're looking for any garment is mm. you know what suits you you know what you feel comfortable wearing um so there will be there'll be trends that will come and I'll think wow that's so cute but I I, I know that I personally wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it for whatever mm. reason I don't like wearing things that are tight on top I don't like wearing things that have a defined waist line usually um and I don't like wearing high-waisted pants or shorts. So I am I so think, with you. <laughs> those things, I'm really short-waisted. So that all Me kind too. of goes into that. You can't, you have to be so careful. It's all yeah, making see, sense now. Amanda and Meg are just like huge fans of the high-waisted things. And I'm always alone like, here. Total opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When you're, I mean, according to the size charts, my waist, even though I'm 5'7", my waist is two inches shorter than an average like use the word average but five five height Mm -hmm. so I would have to alter things so much and Mm -hmm. sometimes that's possible but sometimes when you alter it then it's like the waistband if I bend in any way is touching my bra this is not (laughs) yes (laughs) it's not comfortable it's not how it's meant to be let me just not follow along with this trend little straps on you could just make it a little yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's basically overalls at that point (laughs) I feel so vindicated right now <laughs> I'm not I'm the only so one. happy for you. I'm People happy for you, Kate. Torsos really pull it off well, and I think it looks great. It's just yes. I think it's okay to know what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. and, oh, and that's the beauty of sewing. I mean, absolutely, you make what you want. Yeah. yeah. For me, finding patterns, but I always look to what I already have. Like, you know, there's that one T-shirt from this brand that you like, and. I like copy the pattern and like, or at Mm. least like the fit or like the length. And, you know, you can really easily without even taking apart, just, you know, lay it on, um, 
um, some paper and using a tracing wheel to trace inner seams, like the, um, the armhole shape and the neckline and all that. And even like underwear, like I have this one underwear that I'm obsessed with and I took it apart and like now I've mean like 20 of them. I, I just mass cut the, and it was, it's just, I kind of look to see what I already have to, or at least like a base of measurements off of it if I find a similar pattern. But, um, so yeah, that's what I do. I love that idea. I definitely do a lot of research on Instagram too. I think mm-hmm. I've been really loving the, um, the kind of, oh, I can't remember the exact hashtag, but basically the movement where people are putting their body measurements in their bio just to kind of give some scale, which I think is, I've, I've used it quite a bit, you know, something Mm -hmm. will pop up under a hashtag and I'll go check out the measurements. And if they're similar to mine, then that can give me a little bit of a, um, an idea of how things will work for me. And I find it, I find that really useful, but, um, I'm also team, make a bunch of different versions of something yeah. and see which one suits you. Cause I mean, if it's a t-shirt, it's going to get worn either way, Regard- um, yeah, whether it's sure. my favorite, my absolute favorite or not. Um, it's definitely still going to be of use to me. Um, speaking of that, I am, I am in double digits for a number of patterns. Like I have made <laughs> patterns. Um, 15 times. Wow. And I, I tend to go like, especially if it's something really basic, I tend to go back in, like you were saying, Meg, and customize it in some way with a little, an easy hack, you know, nothing monumental, but just so it feels less like I'm wearing a uniform, although I'm not really (laughs) anti-uniform either. Um, So I don't know how many is too many when it comes to that. And is anyone else in that same special club with me? Do you wear them all? I do. Well, see, I think that's fine then. I mean, I think I might be, I think I might be at about nine for one of my favorite patterns, but, um, wait, no, I think it's just eight. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I don't know. I, if I find something that I really like, I will sew it again and again until I can wear one every day between laundry days if I have to. Um, and I think that's okay. Um, yeah. I wrote, I mean, the note that I took on this question was exactly the same. I was like, will you wear it? (laughs) Um, I really think it's so personal. It depends so much on your personality and also your lifestyle. Um, like if you're traveling a lot, you might want to have a lot of one thing if it packs easily, because you can't, mm-hmm. if you're on a business trip or vacation, it's very obvious if you're wearing the exact same thing every day. Um, <laughs> or if you're someone who works from home, then maybe you're just energized by putting on a new and different outfit every day. Everybody's different, um, especially right now in this time of COVID, like finding what's going to motivate you every day mm-hmm. um, is so varied for each person. I, like Amanda said, I'm fine with a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine wearing something all day and then sleeping in it and wearing it the, all the next day until it smells too much. So I am not, yep. I don't get my motivation from changing my clothes. I get my motivation from coffee. So yep. <laughs> I don't oh. what I'm what I'm trying to say is I don't need that many. And in fact, it was kind of a fun exercise because we recently moved into our new house, which is not 
finished yet. And um, I had this personal goal to be able to fit all of my clothes into my closet, which shouldn't have been hard. It was it's, it's a decent sized closet. But I feel like we're so used to having things that are in storage for different seasons. And I didn't want that. I was like, if it doesn't fit, it's not going to stay. So I did it. And I have everything from bathing suits to ski jackets in that one closet and all the shoes, accessories, everything. Wow. But that really allowed me to see what I am lacking, which is nothing, Mm. and (laughs) what I have a lot of. And it was really interesting because I would say knit tees are my very favorite thing, but I have one drawer of knit tees and that's it. I have three drawers of hoodie type situation, <laughs> like mid-layer pieces, knits. So I was like, this seems excessive, but I couldn't find a single one that I was willing to mm. part with. Yeah. So, well, those are bulkier. So it's like equipment. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I like that's, it. Yeah. Justice for knits. Um, totally. But then I was thinking about my lifestyle and I was like, you know, in Colorado, there's a good nine months out of the year where I'll throw one of these on. Totally. Mm -hmm. And there's also a good part of the winter here where they work as a winter jacket because the temps here on the front range are really not that bad. Um, So, yeah. So I was like, I think I can justify this. But it was very interesting to see because I wouldn't have guessed that up front that that's where my double digits were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely in that. I think I have like 10 of that Intero shell. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing the dress version all yesterday. But yeah, I know I love putting on something new. I remember this. It, it just came up for me. I have a memory of um, we had like a, a friend over, Julian's friend over for dinner. And like he just had come in the evening too. And he's like, Meg since I've been here, you've had four outfit changes. (laughs) For me, it's like I was cooking and then I was getting hot and then I got cold and then I was like, wanted to get comfy after eating. And he was like, I've been here in the evening and you had four (laughs) outfits on. And I was like, yeah, I do love outfits. Like I love an outfit change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. But yeah, definitely getting up in the double digits those up those in terror. Cause I have like a comfy one. I have like a dressy one. Like I have one, like, that Antrocha is so, like, so versatile. So fancy tops to, like, really basic. Uh, right. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, for you, you can find that key. D- I love the way it hits my arm. Like, that was, like, the key, like, the perfect just, like, way it drapes on me. So, mm-hmm. you just, like, yeah, change, like, little things out of band, lengthen it, it change the neckline. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I will say too, like, I've made double digits of a couple things, but I, I tend to, I think I've, like taken a few out of rotation because they've gotten kind Mm -hmm. of you know ratty or tatty and I I tend to but but all of that being said I have way too many clothes like it's (laughs) a real problem (laughs) and um probably because I find something that I like and make it again and again and again so yeah I'm the way where I if I sew something and I really like like I try it on I sometimes immediately, yeah. right after, just cut another one. <laughs> like, just like immediately after. Well, I mean, if it's fresh on your brain yeah. and, you know, you you have a, totally. you, like, you've found that you made it and you're wearing it immediately, so it works for you, then, yeah, I do that too. I mm-hmm. definitely, when, I mean, you guys know, like, I, when I buy a pattern, I want to make it like at least three times. Like yeah. that's, that's a worthy investment for me. Mm-hmm. And, but that just, yeah, that means I have a lot of clothes. It's bad. Well, yeah. Very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You just buy more hangers. That's what I, I did. Do. <laughs> I just bought more hangers. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, um, all right. Question for everyone. Um, is there a category that is hard for you to find that perfect basic? Is there, I guess, is there a perfect basic that you are still searching for? Well, mine was shorts. I wear mm. shorts all summer and I have, I had about one pair left. So I don't know how I made it through last summer, but then I made that pattern this year, the Vera Beach set, which mm-hmm. has shorts and I made six of them, which I normally don't even do when I'm testing a pattern. So now I'm set and I can't say that there's anything that I still need or I'm searching for. I will say there are things I haven't made. Um, I have never made a bra and mm. I know I should. I know that they're easier than they look. I just haven't been motivated to make one because I feel like the ones that I buy have are so like hyper engineered and there's so much like scaffolding and like teams involved and like scaffolding. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't I don't want to recreate this in a substandard way, which I feel like would happen if I tried. So I don't know. I think it's okay to have something that you're just like yeah. nope I don't want to and, I don't want to make that and, definitely and so it's like it's totally okay not to like feel like you have to make every yeah like I totally agree like I've I made one and I didn't really enjoy this experience that I was like I don't think I'm gonna make one again like you know and it's like okay like I love the bras that I buy because they're wireless but they have like they're exactly engineered like little like foam things that don't have any wires but they're still support I couldn't make that (laughs) (laughs) totally but undies and thongs I will make they're they're very easy (laughs) (laughs) well I am I'm in the uh never made a bra um category over here as well um as for me I'm still looking for uh, some like winter pants that I really mm-hmm. like, long pants. Um, I'm, I always have trouble fitting pants. I still haven't gotten around to working on my um, pants sloper this year. So I've got <laughs> another, what, four and a half months to get that resolution <laughs> even started. Um, be, yeah, the third episode in a row of our resolution episodes. Yes. <laughs> be making up my resolution again. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that that's kind of where I am, you know. Uh, I have a couple of pairs of summer pants, of of sort of cropped pants that I like and I'm comfortable in, but I haven't been able to find the equivalent in full length. Um, I feel like full length pants have to be a little bit more fitted. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm sewing a doing a sewing along tomorrow and with our new pair of pants that's uh, coming out in an upcoming issue. What that's uh, the October, October November issue. November. Yep. So we're gonna mm-hmm. find out how those work for me, and uh, we can go from there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on the bra sewing thing. I was also I'm following somebody on Instagram. Um, who was just commenting on how really expensive it is to kind of to get all the bra making supplies. And like, I just, I don't know, for all of those reasons, a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I don't sew corsets. Yeah. Expensive as well. Yeah. I I, I can sew corsets. I know how, but 
getting all all of the proper um all of the proper supplies it's just not worth it agreed i feel like i feel like i'm pretty well covered for for basics i've got like a skinny leg pant got a wide leg pant i've got i think for me it's like venturing out from there is sometimes (laughs) the hardest part Mm -hmm. but i will say i'm i'm kind of always shopping for a new t-shirt pattern like (sighs) me too but i think it's because there's so many like subtle differences between t-shirts that you need more than one you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i but i i'm always like oh there's a new t-shirt pattern i'm gonna have to check it out because i i don't even know what my ideal is i just (laughs) Like the journey, I guess. <laughs> um, the exact same way. I feel like mm-hmm. t-shirts are just, they're, well, they're my favorite thing to sew. So I'm just naturally drawn to all the different yeah. styles as they come mm-hmm. out. And it's just so fascinating to me where it'll be like the slightest, like half inch drop shoulder. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, that's so different. <laughs> I need yeah. that. Or, Genius. <laughs> exactly. yeah, or the V-neck is a little bit rounded on the sides as it goes up instead of yeah. kind of straight. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, I need to do that. And then I feel like I'm cheating on my patterns and I don't have time. And and so I'm like, <laughs> oh, I could just hack that. But if I was just a regular sewist who wasn't also doing this as a career, I would buy all the t-shirt patterns and make all of them. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on a t-shirt hunt too, 100%. I also need like a good cardigan pattern. I haven't found like a good kind of just like easy, like I made one, but it just doesn't, the sleeves are almost too wide. I don't know. I just, I need a, that's like a basic pattern that I'm missing in my wardrobe. Might need to ask my cardigan queen over here. <laughs> no. Suggestions. <laughs> and I have, I actually have the same problem. I don't have a cardigan that I really love either. So it's all up to you, Amanda. Oh gosh. <laughs> I've been on a Cardi band. I don't even know about the new cardigans out there, but I'll try to help. <laughs> well, fall is coming up in another month. So I have a lot of faith in you getting caught up. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Um, question for everyone. How often do you sew or replace basics? Like, do you, I think that I do occasionally make them seasonally. Um, just mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, like if I need to retire one, um, that I want to replace it. Do you, do you have a, a cycle for that? I think I also just kind of wait, especially for like things like t-shirts, um, mm-hmm. or like jogger pants for them to wear out or all the seams to fall out. Sometimes they get distorted depending on the fabric. Um, but I, I usually wait for things to wear out just because I like to keep my wardrobe pretty small and it's already difficult with all the samples I have to sew. So it's an ongoing dilemma in my life of how can I have kind of a curated wardrobe, but also I need to sew these things for my job, but then I don't want to get rid of them. It's a whole thing. Um, but they're also not what I want to wear all the time. Anyway. So yeah, I think I, I tend to just wait, except that, you know, the one exception is if I find really great fabric and then mm-hmm. I yes. love to use that for a basic cause it shows it off. Um, and yep. And then that's how I end up with three drawers of hoodies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think mine's really, um, it, it kind of ties into the way I sew, which is kind of impulse sewing. Um, like right now I'm kind of on a, a loose fitting linen shirt 
um, run because I have my pile of linen that I'm actually making a dent in now. And um, what I want to wear right now is loose fitting tops. And that's what I keep reaching for. And then I get mad when I don't have any left in my clean clothes. So um, that means that I need to make more, obviously. So that's kind of how I decide when I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's sort of, you know, I, I have different, I, I like different things, different years. Like last year I was really into the pony stuff. This year I'm, I'm more into some different styles and I don't know. It's impulse mm -hmm. sewing for me. <laughs> Everything's impulse sewing. You know, we had an article once and I'll have to see if I can dig it up, but it was basically about how basics are a good way to kind of like to kind of participate in trends, particularly color and print oh, without yeah. like being fully committed, um, you know, to just yeah. have a piece that kind of um, is updated for the season. And I really kind of like that. Like if you don't you don't want to like fully commit to leopard print, although I don't know who you are, um, <laughs> then, you know, you can make a t-shirt and just have a little touch of that and, and also kind of try it out. See if that color or that print is something that, um, you know, you want to explore further for yourself. So I really, that has kind of always stuck with me. I don't, I don't personally do that. I should, but, um, mm -hmm. I thought that was a great tip for, for yeah. t-shirts in particular. I, I love that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I only replace the basic when that one stain hits that doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah. There's always that like a greasy stain and then it's, oh, it's just, no, I try and soak it right away and then I give it to Julian to do the laundry and then it doesn't come out and I try, it's just that and that's when it hits because yep. it's always, my a stain is always my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's in the, and like, a place where a pocket could go over it that I can just try and like, or if it's on the sleeve, I could try and like take off the sleeve. I try and work it as best I can and, and then go from there. But yes, I, I yeah. am. I'm currently moving a pocket on a collared <laughs> shirt because my cat tore a hole in oh, no. the other side. So I was like, Oh, but I can move That's the pocket. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to see if it works. Hopefully the fabric hasn't, faded and less underneath the pocket we'll see it's worth oh, an experiment right. it'll totally oh, just guess. be like a style feature that has though yeah it's seen true those, like, you can buy them that have kind of that yes. faded pocket that like faded stuff. pocket people yeah. pay good yeah. money for that yeah absolutely well mm -hmm. one final question um and then we'll take a quick break do you it, it totally depends on the type of garment but do you have a favorite way to kind of hack your basics or to give them like a quick upgrade I'm a, I'm a big fan of color blocking. Like I, I feel like, that. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, it's win-win if you can like use your scraps, if you can get a new garment, I mean, totally unique and different garment that you cannot buy in the store, but is still wearable. Um, and I like messing around with like the sleeve, shape of sleeves quite a bit. Um, you stole my answers. So Sorry. <laughs> Those are probably like the most common ones. Yeah. Well, they're, but you're, they're common for a reason. Like uh, color blocking is just so it's a simple hack. If you're not familiar with pattern drafting, it's, it's fairly easy for anybody to do. You can do it almost anywhere on a garment. Um, 
last winter, I just color blocked the very top of a sleeve cap for kind of a basic sweatshirt mm-hmm. sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I just put two little stripes in there and you can use any two colors that you want. So you could do like sports teams, your school, you know, yeah. nice. And it was just like the tiniest little pop little of color. Things. And I wore that mm-hmm. every day that it was clean last year. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you said, sleeves are so easy. Um, yeah. I love changing the volume of sleeves, length of sleeves. Um, for my kids, more so than myself, I'll do like a ruffle or um, mm-hmm. a puffed sleeve if it's supposed to be a straight sleeve. So yeah, anything that you can kind of get away with not muslining. <laughs> I yep. enjoy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The best way to like upgrade a basic too is just not even, but just the fabric too, like mm-hmm. a basic like woven t-shirt in like a leather or like a sequin, like just changing the fabric to like a really fancy fabric can also like elevate it a lot. Like mm-hmm. I love a leather t-shirt, even like a leather sports short or, oh yeah, just, just, just the fabric. You don't even have to really do like a, I guess maybe you can, a closure consideration or something, but I love doing that too. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. I love that. Absolutely call back to your cardigan. If you guys have a good t-shirt that fits you, you can make a cardigan with a t-shirt very easily. I've done that a few times and it's one of the easiest hacks. So I would say if you have, it doesn't even have to be a long sleeve shirt to start with, although that's helpful. But if you have a shirt that you really like how kind of like the shoulder seam, arms eye, you know, fits you, very easy hack. Oh, I'm going to look that up. I see more cardigans in my future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was awesome. I love basics. They're Mm -hmm. so amazing and fun and rewarding. And this is this is definitely um, getting me a little bit more excited about a subject we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth next: Mm -hmm. some fall and winter sewing. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll we'll come back with that. Hopefully, we have all had time to sew and wear our spring and summer basics, but now it's time to perhaps think about planning and sewing for those cooler seasons. So let's swap in that double gauze for double knits and dive into fall and winter basics. So what would you like classify as a fall and winter basic? Like I thought like, you know, like a coat, a pants, a cardigan, which I'm on the search for, like a hoodie. For me, definitely a turtleneck and even some like lounge loungewear. Like what would be your like, what would you classify as like a winter basic? I am so not ready for this conversation. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean I'm not prepared for the conversation. It's just you started talking about no, fall I know. and I'm like, it's, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, know. You know, honestly, uh, especially for fall, I'm a huge fan of like um, mid-length sleeve um, shirts. Oh, like, um, that's a good so not, not like all the way to the wrist, which I like never do either. Cause I'm also a monkey and I've got extra length on my arms. So nothing ever stays, but, um, <laughs> something that'll like a three quarter length sleeve or a half length. Um, I love those for fall. I really love, um, a, a more casual collared button up shirt. Oh yes. Um, I, I just love to explore like all the different fabrics that you can use for that style shirt. Um, so they take a little bit longer to sew, but I think they still qualify as a basic because I think they go with everything. Totally. And so mm. easy to layer. 
Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that because that's what I'm literally filming right now. <laughs> this morning I I showed how to sew like a sleeve placket, and I for but the thing with that is just I just don't know what I I, I haven't figured out on me what the perfect bottom to a button up shirt is yet. Like, do I mm. tuck it into my high waisted like pants with elastic waist? Do I wear a skirt? Like, I haven't like figured it out yet because I have all my high waist or do I like do a little French t- I don't know I need to experiment more but definitely a bit I I I love sewing them so I definitely want to work them into my wardrobe I think I just need to have like a try on day or something take <laughs> pictures of yourself I think that helps a lot oh to kind of visualize because you can't really I don't know you can see in a mirror obviously but I think it's a little different yeah. when you take a picture of yourself I can't help you with the high-waisted styling situation. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> but I do. I love oh. to wear mine open over like a graphic tee with jeans. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my gosh. I, I didn't even like... think about wearing it open. I, didn't, I did not even think about that. That's <laughs> that, that's more for like the flannel ones or like the double cloth ones that I have. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and I like to do like the French shirt, like half tuck. I do that a lot because yeah. I'm short-waisted. So I have to be like, here, I have a waist. It's here. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm you know definitely. What else? Oh, go ahead. No, Kate. You go ahead, Amanda. I've already talked. Oh, I was going to say about collared shirts. We've talked about this a little bit, Meg. Like, we both love to sew them, but mm-hmm. wearing them is tricky. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe it is just a matter of like the styling and figuring yeah. that out. Cause I'm in the same boat. Like, I, whenever I wear them, I feel dressier than I mean same, to. And same. I, and I don't know how to balance that out with something else. So. I need to, oh. I need to work on it. Cause I, I really love the process of sewing collared shirts and I, I love buttons. I am like mm-hmm. becoming a vintage button collector over here and I need to use them on something, but I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't wear them as much. Oh. need to figure that out. I know. Yeah. People on the TV just look so like effortless. Like I was like, how, why can't I wear a button up? Like if you were watched, like even like lawyer shows or just like a rom-com, <laughs> it's like their office scene, like everywhere wears button ups. Yeah. Like, so I was like, if I like, I don't know, like even if you, I see it on anybody, I just, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, see, we'll work on it. We'll get through <laughs> we'll it together. It, we'll, get through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, moving on from uh, button up shirts, I was actually going to say, I think a great uh, fall basic is leggings. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yes. So right. 100%. Like a tunic length I, top, some leggings. It's yep. so good. Yeah. Well, and what we were talking about skirts, you know, with our last episode, mm-hmm. like if you like a winter want, skirt, if mm-hmm. you're going to wear skirts, you have to figure out how you're going to layer it up. So mm-hmm. leggings are a good way to do that. I just thought of a look. Okay. Picture this. <laughs> leggings. Uh-oh. Cute. Like pattern yep. leggings. I have lots of cool pattern leggings. Like nice black leather boots. Um, and then like a, t- a t-shirt or so. And then like a, a button-up shirt, but like oversized and then like open. I think yep. that could, I think I could pull that. I mean, like a long dangly like necklace or something. I love it. I think I could do that. That would be like a basic look. That could be my look for that. That seems like a comfy look for that. <laughs> you know, we have a um, we have a hack in the October November issue that takes a really basic button up collared shirt 
and extends it into like a full length jacket. So it's like <gasps> kind of like yes. a chore coat look. Yeah. Um, but more of like the drama of like a trench. And mm. I really love that. And, you know, wear it open, wear it layered, do it in a fabric that's like maybe a little bit thicker, heavier than you would normally sew um, a button up shirt. And that that was really inspiring me there. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a neat project. I on the hanger, I was just like, it just looks like a shirt, and then you know, Mm -hmm. we put it on the model, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, (laughs) I love that project. Love Mm -hmm. that project. Uh Are there any carryover basics from spring summer that you that could be you know uh, utilized in the fall winter wardrobe? I mean, for me, the spring and the fall wardrobe aren't really that different because it's so much tied mm. around temperature. Um, right. It's and, you know, it's like sometimes you want kind of different colors in the spring and the fall. But, you know, yeah, for like true. the more neutrals yeah. and the and well, I just sew the colors I like. I don't really care if they fit into the appropriate season. So um, <laughs> so I kind of go back and forth. It's like spring and falls when I wear these certain clothes and then it's too hot in the summer and it's too cold in the winter. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I. Yeah, I just kind of found the colors that work for me and wear them all the time. Like if it's a knit tee or a tank top, then I just start layering it. Like you said, with the um, button up over open or one of my many hoodies or (laughs) I Mm -hmm. tend to run hot. So I don't like to do a lot of layers. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I do like a really oversized sweatshirt um, Mm -hmm. because I think that's comfy. I have a my Brunswick pattern, um, mm-hmm. that I wear constantly because it's really oversized. And then depending on the weight, I can get away with it for running errands and stuff around the front range as a jacket. So I don't have to put something else over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I use most of my clothes year round actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colorado weather can be kind of like, even in the winter, I, I've traveled there so many times at all different times of the year. It can be like one day could be like a completely different temperature than the next day, like even in mm-hmm. January. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and then sometimes yeah. it's 60 degrees in January and then you yes. come in May and it's snowing. Yeah, I know. I remember when we we had like the spring episode plant, and it was literally so, like snowing, snowing. in May. That mm-hmm. was yes. we're all like, well, <laughs> let's talk about spring. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing like a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, winter coats. When we first moved to Colorado, I had a friend who already lived here, and she was like, "Okay, don't pack away your clothes, but leave one pair of shorts out because you will wear them oh. in February." And she was right. Every year, there's, wow, <laughs> there's at least one day. I know. I think that's part of the reason I feel like I have so many clothes because I don't really put them in storage. I just Mm -hmm. keep them all out because I will wear my linen pants as far into the fall as I can. (laughs) You know, I will be like, you know, pushing it early December, probably with some of my thicker linen pants and then um, put them away for a couple months. But um Definitely that. And I I do like to layer. I think that's what I love about cardigans is because you can, you know, you can wear your tanks year round if you have cardigans because you can just Mm -hmm. put them under it and layer them up a little bit. Um, And yeah, because I I guess there was a there was a part of me that just didn't really want to get to the point where I had where I had summer clothes and winter clothes because that felt like too many clothes. It has happened 
and I'm okay with it. Um, but I do like I do like to get as much wear, especially if you've got you know favorite things. I say mm-hmm. wear them whenever. Did you make the cardigan you're wearing, Amanda, right now? I did. It's the what? oh my gosh, my brain is not working. It's one of it's my favorite cardigan by Greenline Studio. Oh, and I'm, yes, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. I love that, it. I yeah. love the pockets on that one. Yes. Yep. This is this is actually the first one I made, and I love it. Oh, I wear it. Like, a whole I can. I'm like seeing you over the computer, and you look just so. And it's like a nice shoulder line. I've just been staring. Mm-hmm. I've got my eyes on the cardies. Yes. <laughs> it's, I think it's like uh, would be considered like a grandpa style cardigan. Oh, it's kind well, of got, that's, like, that's what I want. I, yeah, it's, that's what I want. That's a good oh, one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For I, know, sure. I was gonna. Yeah, before I go to the next question, it kind of, um, I was wondering, I was going to ask you, Amanda, because you really inspired me to uh, really sew with like basically everything linen. (laughs) So all my stuff, like, I was going to ask you, do you wear or sew with linen in in the fall? Like, how does linen, how does it fall? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Like I said, I'll push it probably farther than I should. Um, And, but, and there's also, you know, there's a bunch of different weights of linen out there. I haven't really experimented too much with heavyweight linen, but that, that's been on my goal Mm -hmm. list because, you know, for a while, my goal was to be able to wear linen all year round. Yeah. So I think there's usually a point um, in in fall turning to winter when linen doesn't make much sense here. I think it's largely like when it gets like windy because linen is oh, so yeah. breathable. Yes. As soon as it gets mm-hmm. windy, um, it's you're going to feel it. You're going to be cold. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't have any I don't have any major tricks for that. Although, I mean, you could layer it up. You could line yeah, it, you know, I'm just um, thinking. But mm, I yeah. guess like with a dress, I could wear like tights underneath. Totally. Like, with a dress. Like, I have, yeah. Yeah. With this. I was just thinking, yeah, like some of my favorite pants I've been making up in linen. Or I might just need to put them away for They can go like have a little nap. And t- <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. So my next, that leads me into my next question. Like, what would you call like your fall winter base fabrics? Like, what are your favorite mm. fabrics to use for your fall basics? I really love. Um, cotton like a french terry um, oh yeah because i've used it for quite literally everything <laughs> <laughs> i've made kind of so last year i released um uh, the sheridan pattern which kind of uh-huh. has a dramatic sleeve and um, one of the options for the neckline is a built-up bateau <laughs> i made that pattern i still don't know how to pronounce that word um <laughs> neckline. <That's okay>. but <laughs> i deal in text you guys so <laughs> well, we that, to me, <laughs> that to me felt like kind of pushing the limits of that fabric in terms of how dressed up it can be. But um, I released kind of a free dress add on for that pattern and I made it with that fabric and it worked great. I thought it was great, but I also use it for pretty much all of my sweatshirts, hoodies, sweaters, cardigans. Uh, wow. I have five pairs of True Bias Hudson pants made out of it. Mm. Wow. It's fantastic. I have not made underwear with it yet, so maybe that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what kind of French terry was it, did you say? Um, it's cotton lycra. I just, I like the cotton versus the polyester um, for yeah. obvious reasons. I just like a natural fiber. Um, 
And then I feel like the Lycra adds so much to it um, just in terms of recovery because a lot of times, like especially with Hudson's and that kind of thing, then the knees and the butt can kind of bag out a little bit. Um, and, you know, elbows and stuff like that. So I really like how it keeps its shape. Mm. But that's, uh, that's not, it's not always what you're going for. But if you are, that's a great one. I love that tip because I've, I've definitely, I love French Terry as well, but mm-hmm. I have, I've had such a mixed experience with it, particularly buying it online. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you get it and it's super thin and super drapey and super stretchy. And sometimes it's barely stretchy at all, which is like yeah. your worst nightmare for yep. a sweatshirt. Um, so I, I probably need to pay closer attention to the, um, to what it's made from and I will sort that out but I like that tip I'll look for some cotton lycra blend yeah and they make you know blends that have rayon in them I think those are great too but they'll they'll be really thin and drapey like you're saying so that would make like a really good kind of like oversized shawl wrap kind of a thing or if you're trying to turn a basic t-shirt into kind of like a nicer um, fall or winter layering piece um, you would yeah. maintain the drape, but have a little bit more heft. Yeah. What do you like to sew with Kate in the fall? Um, I I like to sew with flannel. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's, I don't know, it's just so cozy to climb into a flannel shirt in the end. And uh, yeah, that's what I like to do. And, I, you know, honestly, one of my big things is I don't sew for winter a lot. Um, I mostly oh. just wear ready to wear sweaters. Um, and so maybe what I need to do is find some good sweater knits and, and start doing some, yes. um, some nice sweaters. Yeah. Like that's one of my, yeah, I always pick up some sweater knits, uh, for when I, oh, I, I'm all about the turtleneck. I love, 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 love a turtleneck. Um, especially like a form fitting one that I can layer. I think even last year I stretched out a jumpsuit into the, uh, <laughs> into the fall by just putting a, a turtleneck under it. But <laughs> yeah, I love, and I, I'm excited. Like for now, I find that I like shopping for fall and winter fabric at a fabric store. So luckily I don't have to rely on online fabric shopping, um, as much as I did for my summer and spring. Um, mm-hmm. cause my local fabric shop is open. Cause I feel like I need to really feel, I like, I'm liking like sewing with minky and stuff. I made a, just at the tail end of, um, the cooler season last year, I made like a peach minky like with a built-up neckline kind of sweater I made a baby blanket for my friend and I had leftover minky and I made like a really <laughs> chic sweater out of it so, <laughs> uh, yeah and so I'm yeah I'm just loving all the fuzzy the fuzzies uh mm-hmm. <laughs> for this for this coming season yeah yeah I'm definitely like I like denim and canvas actually oh yeah canvas I'm not about that yeah I'm on the search for some really good canvas and I'm just having a hard time finding Mm. it. Like I have sewn, uh, when I sewed for a local small, um, clothing brand, um, I used this like a hemp canvas blend and I really liked it because it was drapey. It was soft, but it was really, it was, um, pretty tight weave. So it wasn't, it was going to be warm. Um, but breathable. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the hunt for that. Um, plus I'm definitely feeling like I'm ready for some fall overalls and Mm. I like, I like a canvas overall. 
quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I like the, I like bottom weight fabrics, I think, mm-hmm. for, for fall and winter. Yeah. So do we have any go-to patterns for sewing for the cooler weather? Like, do we have any TNTs? I have a bazillion. <laughs> um, or maybe I don't. And maybe I just have, I have a few that I just make a bazillion times. I have made the Hemlock Tea by Grainline Studio probably the more than any other pattern I've made. Um, that's the one that I'm way up in double digits for because I just, I made, I've made it a bunch of different fabrics. I've done subtle hacks. I've added a peplum. I've played with the um, sleeves a whole bunch. Um, and it's just, it's a drop shoulder, which I tend to like. Um, and I just, that, that's when I go back to over and over again. Also the, um, lander pants by Mm, true bias mm -hmm. is, I don't know. Those are just a really good fit for me. They're definitely in the high waisted category. Yep. Um, but I don't know that that's when I'm actually going to make, um, a few new pairs, this fall and replace some ones that were that I made a couple years ago that are starting to wear down. Um, So that's those are definitely part of my basic fall winter wardrobe on the cardigan side. I definitely like the driftless um, and as well as the Esme Maxi cardigan, which um, by named clothing. And that is Mm. it's like a long um, it's a maxi length cardigan. And I've I just love it so much because it's a basic, but it has got a little bit of drama because of the length. And yeah. but I'm definitely struggling with the how many maxi cardigans <laughs> does one need? Well, um, <laughs> because there's and they're so cozy. Like I've made one oh. in in um kind of a sporty or fabric, and so it's almost got like a maxi sweatshirt robe vibe, and I love it so much. So trying to trying to figure that one out. Um, and also the Monroe turtleneck by Dasuti fabrics, um, is also a free pattern, but I really love that's like, it's got a nice balance of, um, a pretty snug fit around the neck, but a nice boxy flowy silhouette. Um, so it feels a little bit, um, I don't know. I, it's got that boxy vibe which you guys know I love. So those are probably like (laughs) my top in those categories. Nice. Yeah. I I don't have a big long list like Amanda, but I am going to call (laughs) out my uh, favorite of all time, um, the gallery tunic slash dress from Liesl & Company, which is my go-to thing to wear in the fall, either in a nice uh, cotton or um, in flannel, depending on how cold it is outside. So I... I love it. I always make the fold over collar because I made the stand up collar once and it tickled my um, chin too much. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I tickled my chin. <laughs> it, just, it, oh, it makes me crazy. I hate having it. It just keeps oh, touching me under the chin all the time. Oh, I totally agree. And it's like the fold one just stays away from my face and I'm happy. And I love the look of a mandarin collar. I adore Jor, oh, the way Mandarin collars look, but I cannot wear them. They make me crazy. <laughs> Kate, I think you and I, throughout the course of this conversation, I realized that I think we're probably style and garment and body twins because everything that you say, I'm like, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Uh, yeah. 
I, what, what I find myself wearing the most is some combination of a t-shirt, uh, flannel button down and, or, um, sweatshirt. So, um, I do have patterns in my library that, uh, can make all of those three things, but I would say find anyone that fits you that, um, you're comfortable with the block. If you've used that designer before, and if you can make those three things, then you can use them for pretty much anything. Um, and they also work well together. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my answer. It's, I mean, it's, we're talking about basics, so it's okay to be basic. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And I will throw in there that I also, I love your Lane Raglan. I love a Lane Raglan t-shirt. Oh, thanks. I mean, I love any Raglan t-shirt, but I like yours a lot. I like that one um, because it is more fitted, which I I generally Mm -hmm. don't prefer, but I do like that one for layering. That's Mm -hmm. what I usually, I usually wear mine in the winter for layering underneath um, a Cheyenne, which is just a button down. Mm-hmm. Well, and it has so many sleeve options. I just, I love yeah. that about it, that you have all those choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about the Nico. That's kind of like my one TNT because mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah, I make that. And then I feel like all my other fall are like one-offs, like cool, like leopard jumper that I wear over it or like a cool like pair of pants. But I'm always making like Nico's for my fall, <laughs> my fall basics for sure. That is a, that's a good one too. Oh, that's, yeah. I, I, I still haven't made a dress version of it yet. I was just oh. thinking, here I am like thinking, I want a fall dress pattern and duh. Yeah, <laughs> you have already, version. you got it. Yep. <laughs> I got it. such a gorgeous dress. I love that silhouette. That's the exact oh, thing I cannot wear. It's, oh, <laughs> I love oh, it yeah. so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it can be just so chic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love, I like the look of turtlenecks. I cannot wear them. Mm-hmm. They, I do not like having stuff touching my neck. It makes me yes. real twitchy. Nope. Oh yeah. The key. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like a nice soft, you can't even have like, what if you had like a, a nice, yeah. Buttery French cherry. It was like hugging your neck. Um, I can have it kind of fl- like flopping around my neck if I can oh, pull it like away. A like three, oh, I can handle cow. a cowl. I cannot mm-hmm. handle. I cannot handle something that's actually up against my oh, neck. Really? It just, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm choking. Like none oh. of my sweater. If you ever look at me, none of my sweaters have very much um, collar yeah. or collars or anything. It's always I. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the sensation of of oh. things against my neck like that. Like you're being For me, I'm like, the toilet can never be high enough. Like, if it doesn't, like, touch my nose, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> If I don't look like an actual turtle, I'm not happy. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually, I I thought of this a couple weeks ago, but I didn't think rethink of it again until now. Could, in a winter, could a turtleneck flip up and be a face, like a mask? Yes. yes. Somebody mm-hmm. did that with one of my patterns. And I was like, what? that yes. is genius. And the only <laughs> way that I would make a turtleneck is because it could be used like that. And when she had it down, it was kind of like a cowl. It was very, yeah. almost like if you were wearing a gaiter around your neck. Um, but when she pulled it up, it went all the way and it stayed around her ears. And I was like, you are a genius. <laughs> That is so cool. That's amazing. I'm definitely yeah. making some Nikos like that. Yeah, uh, and thank you. I'll make... have to check out that hack of yours too. It was just with one of my free patterns. Um, the oh, Durango, even better. It has kind of a higher neck to it, so you can just add up to it. But I was thinking, like, especially in this area, there's so many people who aren't me who work out a lot and who are always like <laughs> in the mountains. 
doing so fit, <laughs> active. Oh my gosh, things and, all the time. But they, their problem is that you know when you pass someone, you want to be respectful and cover your totally. face, but you can't just have it up there all the time, or you don't need to. So I think that would be a yeah. great if you made it out of like a really thin athletic fabric, that would work out. Yeah, like yeah, working them into actual gar- like mm-hmm. making ma- built-in mm-hmm. masks to garments that could be a whole it's new. A whole new- a whole new basic, new really. Yeah. It's like we're probably going to have to deal with this for, you know, quite a right, while now. Right. Like, uh, oh. I've been is... trying to think of some kind of – I had the situation this uh, this past week where I've been using the kind of style of mask that you can't easily just pull off and let it hang anywhere. Like, you have mm-hmm. to hold yeah. it in your hand. And, I yeah. was, and we were walking somewhere, and it was yeah. a long walk, and I was like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, what if there was some kind of, like, snap – situation like how you have the bra tabs and your shoulder seams like just like a string or like kids mittens I don't know this I don't know where this is going but this is where I'm at right now I've seen I've seen some folks make like a little leash for for their mask so that when they took it off it would just kind of hang and then or like little like um like eyeglass yes uh, Yes. or something like that that. there's got to be some kind of easy hack for that well uh-huh. If if I may, <laughs> um, my uh, my best friend uh, is is back. At, she works at a um, bridal store and she's back at work and she has to wear a mask all day. And um, her suggestion is she does the shaped mask with the um, with the the channel um, on the sides yeah. instead of sewing the elastic right in there. And what she does is she uses a long piece and she runs it up through both sides and then knots it at the top. And then you can put the bottom loop around your neck and the top loop around your head. And oh. if you want to take it off, you just pull the top loop and the whole thing just drops down and sits around your like neck a like, a, like a necklace. Oh, I love it. I love that we're talking about this during the basics episode. That's <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's, it's pretty much a, a new basic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Totally a new basic. Um, yeah. I, it's great that it came around to this for sure. Uh, yeah. Cause that's definitely a basic pattern that we all, we all need. Yeah. Um, we're, and so, we're, come to think of it, I sewed a mask this weekend. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh. I sewed two. Uh, oh. Oh my god! That's what I we just do now. Completely yeah. forgot I did that. <laughs> oh yeah, we. You know the 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 monster teeth like kids embroidery mask that mm-hmm. are posted now and so daily. So it's like Julian's favorite mask now, and he so he sometimes turns it like happy face, and then sometimes he turns it frown face. And, oh my gosh, it's so, <laughs> That's awesome! To work and everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going. I'm going so to need to funny. see both of them. Um, I know. Yeah. Oh, he loves that mask. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It, mask embroidery and stuff. Even, oh my gosh. Like a turtleneck within a, when you put it up on your face, like there's embroidery on it that you don't. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah, so the options, man. I wow. love how this okay. has basically become, I mean, it is a separate garment where everyone's kind of finding their best fit and like, do they exactly. like the ears? Do they like the over the head? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so last question. Is there a fall or winter basic that you're wanting to make this year that you haven't before? So you found maybe a new basic, maybe your style has changed from last fall. Like, is there a new pattern release that's come out that you want to incorporate? So what are we making, girls? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was just checking my list because you guys know I have a list already. Um, And I think... I think overalls are going to be on my list this year. And I don't know if that's a basic, but 
It is. I don't know. Oh, I f- it can be a basic. I feel like um, there are so many options now and patterns and um, and I really I don't I mean, talk about a good piece that is usable almost year round. You know, you pair it with a tank top, you pair it with a T-shirt, mm-hmm. you pair it with a Nico long sleeve. You know, there's yeah. there's really ways to make that work um, through multiple seasons. So that's on my list this year, I think. And it hasn't hasn't been before. Mm. I was on so, the hunt all last winter for pumpkin orange stretch sweatshirt knit, which um <laughs> heads up for those of you looking, you can stop. It doesn't exist. Um <laughs> I, finally, I hate that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I finally found some from a European company and I paid like seven hundred dollars for shipping. Um right? it was Very worth well. it. But <laughs> it's not quite as rich of a pumpkin that I was hoping. It's fine. But uh, anyway, so my goal is to finally use that because by the time I got it, I think it was like late March. It was way too mm-hmm. late. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to make um, a crew sweatshirt from Chalk and Notch, like a the cropped version with the hood, I think. Cute. I, yeah, I, just, I think I would wear that a lot. It sounds so folly. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know. I guess I really, I guess I am ready for some fall colors. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have actually in my life that I can think of, I only ever sewn one cardigan. Um, and it was a very lightweight one from my Vienna wardrobe. Um, and it is only sort of usable um, depending on what sleeves I'm wearing because it's the sleeves are so wide that and long because they're meant to like scrunch up that if I'm not wearing long enough sleeves, they don't scrunch and then they're flopping like <laughs> six inches past the ends of my hands. And so um, I want to do a more um, standard style cardigan. And I have some fabric that I picked up back when Colorado Fabric closed that I always mm-hmm. meant to be a cardigan. And so I'm going to use something from my stash. Nice. Nice bonus points. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. on my current so list, and yes, I have a current uh, list, is oh. uh, is stash fabric. Nice. You'll say, Amanda, where's that list? <laughs> oh, I have like 47 lists. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> oh. What about, about you, Meg? Meg? Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking, um, I... I I went into this wanting a, a cardigan. Then as we were talking, I was like, you know what? I really want to make for fall. It's like a boiler suit. Oh, yeah. Like a, a yeah. winter, a fall jumpsuit with like long sleeve, but not a fitted one. I don't want a fitted one. I want like, um, you know, the brand like Dickies. They have like those mm-hmm. boiler, like one of the looking like that, but you can like roll up the sleeves. Kind of like, workwear. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of the, the, what did you call it? The Your UPS suit. <laughs> 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 like that, but not in brown. <laughs> it is just hanging in my sewing oh, space. Oh my just gosh, I love mocking me. Oh. I think you should go what's, for it. What what's the it's, fabric, Amanda? Is it linen? It is it no, it's twill and um it is like UPS brown. No, I, I know. Done, you should yeah, you should dye it. You should dye it I know. black. Well, I tried I did a little swatch test and it was only like a shade darker like it was Mm. almost not worth it so I might have to do black and 
something else just to kick it in a different direction. Mm. So, but I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I think you should just go for it. I think it depends on the styling. And I also think yeah. in this day and age, people are really excited to see a UPS worker. So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, it's true. Like that celebrity so true. at right. my house. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I'll be beloved. I get excited (laughs) every time somebody walks up to my door. They're either bringing me food or something I ordered off of something. It's the best feeling. It is. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh, I've never seen one so many times during this. I know. (gasps) Seriously. We all feeling properly inspired for our fall and winter basics. I mean, it's like 93 degrees in the room I'm in right now because I didn't want (laughs) fan noise. So um, I'm working on it. Yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling approximately the same. <laughs> yeah, I know it is hard. We have like probably two more months of pretty high yeah. heat yeah, here in yeah. Colorado. So, mm-hmm. but you know, it's probably that's why you plan it now. And I don't know, exactly. get inspired, and maybe it'll be maybe you'll be ready by the time it actually does get cooler. Yeah, I just need to All make right. sure I I've. I haven't worn every single summer thing that I've made yet. There's still a couple pieces that I haven't worn yet. So once I wear those, then I'll... Then you'll be ready. I think I even might make a few more summer things too. Oh, I'm definitely (laughs) making some more summer things. (laughs) All right. All of this is a long and complicated way of me trying to segue into our sew and tell segment. No, don't apologize. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. This is not happening. Okay. So and tell. We love our Sojo. (laughs) We love So and Tell is the podcast. And Sojo is the thing that we're gonna do now. And that is the one where we talk about what's giving us our sewing mojo, what's inspiring us at the moment. So I'm going to call on Meg first. Ooh, well, I'm actually just looking at it. Um, I've had a Tiffany jumpsuit cut out in silk uh, for a while now. And I'm just, I'm so excited to sew it. I just, I don't think I've sewn a new jumpsuit yet this year. Uh, I think I just sewed so many last year and I've been wearing them all, but I'm excited to get a new jumpsuit in the scene. So love that jumpsuit. What kind of silk is it and what color? It's, so curious. It's going to sound it's really green. weird. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's just like a 100. It's like a silky, like silk charm. It's like really luxurious. I got it from cool. uh, Minerva Craft mm-hmm. and it has like portraits of giraffes Ooh. and um, uh, like ostrich heads, but like really like royal look. It's the strangest. Pr- That's why I was so... Um, here, Julian. We're going to need a picture of that? this in the show notes. I know. Yes. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to, it's right here. Can you hand me that? That, that thing right there. Yeah. I know it's all pinny. <laughs> My daughter <laughs> very specifically too, wants to be like a zookeeper. Deer. She would, she would steal it off your body. Oh my gosh. Uh, look at that. I know. It was like doilies. Hilarious. There's like doily frames. Doily That's amazing. I know. So it's silk and it's like grays and blacks. Anyways. Yeah. So that's my social. I'll so yes, uh, Meg is going to have to put a picture of that in the show notes so everybody can see it because it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Silk jumpsuit. Adriana, how about you? What are you up to sewing lately? Oh, I don't want to follow that. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, anyone who's been following me knows like my husband ended up being gone for 19 months and got back right like the day that COVID started. And so oh. we're um, rediscovering one another. 
Wow. Um, <laughs> in, in a very special time where we're both working from home with all of our children. Oh, so man. one of the things that I remembered is that he really loves paper products and I really hate them. So I'm, I'm in the process of making a lot of very usable napkins, um, which are not pretty. But it's just so nice to have them on hand. Oh, that's, and that's he's getting used excellent. to using them. He's like, wait, so it's okay if I wipe this up with it? I'm like, yes, like that's what it's there for. <laughs> so we're all on the same page now, you know, marital reconciliation through fabric napkins. But I did buy um, some nicer linen to make some that were like more for company. And mm. I really feel like I'm going to have to miter and hem those correctly instead of just surging around the edges mm. <laughs> so that's going to take up a lot of time but I feel like it's necessary not exciting yeah but still <laughs> it's a basic yeah I, I need <laughs> to totally I need to um I need to get my husband on that train as well the uh-huh. cloth napkin especially mm. with kiddos I mean mm-hmm. we go through a lot of paper and I'm just like there's a better way <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How about you, Amanda? What's giving you your sojo? Um, well, I have two things. One is I definitely got my first little bit of fall sojo going. Um, with I just purchased the um, Chris Wood sews throw jacket, and it is a it's a nice open layering piece. It's pretty basic to sew um and i'm just i'm excited because i have some kind of my lighter weight fabrics that i didn't get to this summer that i was thinking i would sew like a an overlayer thing so i could wear them with my um camisoles and things like that into the fall and so that pattern released and i scooped it up and i'm excited to use that um but I've also been really, really inspired by the sew and roll hashtag, um, yes. which was from um, it was a group of sewists who realized that through stories, largely everybody had picked up roller skating again and kept kind of joking and joking. Um, I was talking with Kelly at True Bias about this, that um there's you know we need I need a roller skating capsule and there's probably a hashtag that needs to happen and um and so it kind of started from there and ballooned into this really big group of people who uh-huh. posted last week and everybody made kind of a special roller skating outfit there were some amazing skater dresses there were there was a leotard there was I made head to toe leopard print outfits it was so cute Amanda it was hilarious I need a flared legging like yesterday seeing that I love it it was it was so fun and it really I don't know it just it was fun I realized that I need some more especially like fall and winter um kind of workout gear some athleisure pieces so I can keep skating but also just to kind of connect with people on the sewing level and then this other kind of wacky hobby and I don't know gave me all the good vibes and it was just so much fun awesome yeah it was great I love it you you guys kind of made me want to uh get some roller skates you probably should and you can go (laughs) skating with us yeah it'd be great yeah we we're, uh, Amanda and I are plotting up a, a, a golden based uh, skating uh, trip at some point. So you're I right there. I love it. 
Um, as for me, I am working on my pile of linen and, um, <laughs> I think the next thing is probably going to be either Pagosa pants or Nini culottes. I'm not really sure. Um, I still, I've got two colors and two patterns and I haven't quite decided which one's going which, but once I decide that, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working on that. So yeah. In the meantime, I woke up on, I think, Saturday morning with a whole list of things I wanted to do for fall once I finished my summer stuff. And then I promptly forgot it when I went to write it down. So, <laughs> oh, no, it always happens. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wrote I, I got some of it. Some of it's written down. And then I'm like, I swear there was more than this. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, so let's move on to our So and Tell segment. Last week, we asked you, what's your favorite skirt style and pattern? And we got a lot of great responses. Um, like this one from Ricky Sows, who said, I have a woven pencil skirt pattern that I drafted using a YouTube tutorial by Karina um, at Lifting Pins and Needles. It's totally my go-to now. Making a pattern with your measurements is life-changing. For knits, I like Mimi G's Mermaid Maxi Skirt tutorial. Ooh. I agree. Um, drafting for your own body is pretty awesome. If only I oh, can make it totally. work skirts, correctly. It's... it's pretty easy too it's mm -hmm. not super intimidating for it's right you don't especially. have to get the crotch curve right because <laughs> there is oh one. yeah i dropped um <laughs> skirt patterns on the fabric i just fold it oh, right sides totally. together and then draw mm. on the fabric because it's just yeah. measurements a lot of times it's just rectangles oh yeah mm. even nice. circle skirts super easy to mm -hmm. do that way too so we got another comment from Morella MLNR, and they said, my favorite are middies, A-line and a pencil skirt. But what I noticed after having a kid five years ago is that it's hard to wear a skirt and run out around after him all the time. Will I ever wear skirts and high heels again? <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yes. yes. Please, I was going to say no. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I know. You wear skirts all the time, Amanda. I do. Too, but yeah, with like chacos. <laughs> <laughs> we also heard from Fostering Sewing on Instagram who said, um, hands down, it is the gypsum skirt by Sew Liberated. It fits all of their requirements of an elastic waistband, awesome pockets, and can be dressed up or down. I added six inches of depth to my pockets so I could easily fit all my mom stuff. Or Meg, it could fit a bunny. <laughs> That's so <laughs> great. <laughs> It needs to fit two bunnies now. Seriously. <laughs> you could have one, one on each side. side. It would be oh. perfect. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to try that skirt because that's that's me too. I The pockets, elastic waistband um, for sure. And that one, yeah, been sorely tempted by that one. I feel like that's the skirt you go to after you have the kids is the chocolate. Exactly. The you, your, pockets, yeah. your pockets get deeper. Not to say you can never <laughs> wear the high heels and pencil skirt again, but totally, your everyday totally. look is probably going to be along those lines. Definitely. For sure. And I also want to call out one comment from A Modest Flourish who said, circle skirts forever. In my opinion, the best to twirl in. And I got to mm -hmm. agree with best to twirl in. And high heels. <laughs> and high heels. I am, I am not a circle skirt person. No? I, yeah, I think that there's just too much emphasis on the waistline and I just don't have one. So um, I don't know. They just don't, they just don't work for me. Plus, I just feel like far too girly in them. <laughs> and see, I like the girly feel. So yeah. Yeah. 
And I like to twirl. Wait, yes. Oh. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good for skating. You know, yes, if you could do like spins and stuff, which mm-hmm. I can't. So yeah. <gasps> you should do um a circle skirt with like a built like a skirt type thing with like biker shorts underneath. And oh, then, that's like, a great uh, idea. Yeah. Just yeah. mm-hmm. And then you twirl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You can do it. It's all coming together. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. And so for this week, we want to ask you, what's your must-have me made basic? Tell us your favorites because you've heard all about ours in great detail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even more inspiration. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much, Adriana, for joining yes. us. It was so yes. nice to have you weigh in. Yes. So tell people to- where they can uh, yeah. find you. Oh, gosh. The pressure. Um, well, first of all, thank you so <laughs> much for having me. I feel so honored. Um, so my website is heyjunehandmade.com. And that's also my Instagram and my Facebook. Well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Easy breezy. So yeah. consistent. Yeah. It was so nice to have you on. I agree. It sounds like our style is very similar. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be stalking your Instagram some more. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. I th- I'm not sure if I'm stalking yours yet or not, but I will be soon <laughs> if I'm not already. Kate's <laughs> new at Instagram. We just, when she started the podcast, we're like, yeah, uh, we got uh, her into it. Hashtag Kate it. is bad at Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. No. And keep no, us really pl- posted um on your skate quest if you get some skates. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. I'm do some meetup now if I had friends who could take me to yeah. the emergency room. That would be great. We will I'll take you. I know it. I know the roads well to the emergency room <laughs> having three small children. <laughs> oh right. Eh? Yeah. All right. Fun fun episode you guys. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us and happy stitching. Happy, happy stitching. stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. 